Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Mulk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as Great Australian Bake Off co-host with at the Claire Hooper. Comedian. Q Weekend columnist. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Mel Buttle. Hey, Malky. Hello, Mel. Hello. Melinda or Mel? Mel. Always Mel? Yeah, let's go shorthand. No one ever remembers Melinda. That's why I go by Mel. Yeah. Because people go, is it Melissa? Melanie? (laughs) They never guess Melinda. It's like their fourth guess. Mm. Sometimes they get right off track and go, Mallory? No, not not even close. close. Um, But yeah, just Mel. Mel is easy. Yeah. It, It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Very simple. Mel, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? Oh, God. I hide behind whoever has taken me to the party <laughs> yes. and hope that the topic of what do you do doesn't come up mm, because sure. it's that it's that awkward thing of, look, yeah, I, I work on a TV show, and but not everyone yeah. watches that TV show. So I'm not famous by yeah. any stretch. I'm not Hugh Jackman. I'm Who not, is? I'm I'm not the brand power lady. No. So, so I have to say, oh, I do a bit of writing and this and the, and then someone will go, she's on the telly. <laughs> and then <laughs> explaining to someone why mm. and how you're on the telly, what, what, when they sort of look at you like they sort of don't believe you, <laughs> the worst thing you can do then is to get your phone out and prove it oh, and go, that's yeah. me. No, don't. Ever. And that, then they'll say, well, you, you look different. Yes. Yes, because I've had an hour and a half of hair and hair makeup. And makeup, please. Yeah. Um, someone the other night said to me after this exact thing happened, <laughs> this this girl goes, "Oh, I think that's great. I want to see more people like you on mm. TV." I was like, "What? More <laughs> ugly pig dogs? Is that what you're trying to say?" <laughs> yeah, that's not mm. at all a hidden double meaning kind of statement. No. What no. did she mean? Did you clarify? Um, I no, I left my body and just went back to drinking my wine at that point. I was like, thank you so much. And yeah. then just checked out mentally because I, <laughs> I think I knew what she meant, Mulkey. Up and comers. She meant up and comers. Up and comers who don't have blonde straight hair. Oh, uh, there's blonde everywhere. Isn't it? Like, I, I don't know if you're a bachelor kind of lady uh, in watching The Bachelor. I, I'm familiar with the program. Sure. Um, the, the level of blonde. Now, there are some exceptions always. But the amount of blonde oh, on yeah. that show this season, it's I've seen some photos and yeah, there it could be just sort of eleven copies of the same girl and a brunette on the end. It's straight out of central stereotype casting. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now I've I went blonde once. Mm-hmm. You don't have more fun. You have less fun because your hair burns. Yeah, it's. Yeah, and your scalp itches, and then it grows out in ten minutes, and it's not. And there's the brutes thing, right? No one's yeah. ever proud of having like black roots with no. blonde hair. No, so I've just owned it. I'm a very average brown-haired girl, and that's what we'll stick with. Oh, I'd question the average portion, but okay. I acknowledge. Thank you. You know the, the feeling, Mel. Your growing career mm-hmm. within, yes. within the Australian industry. I mean, you were an accomplished stand-up before you got the Bake Off gig. Y- yeah, yeah. How are you finding um, that? Because the Bake Off is a fairly intensive, oh. you know, we've got to do all of this now and film it all and get it done and get out. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the year is yours, Mel. It is. How are you finding that's <laughs> working for you? Well, it is a shock when you you see your call time to set on Bake Off and it's 5.15am. Mm. 
Oh, on set. On set. Well, in hair and makeup at 5.15. Still. So, yeah, that is a, a big shock to a comedian who <laughs> works 20 minutes a night. Yeah, that is... in an AM time slot. That's right, yeah. It is all... And every year... Well, every year I've done it. We've done two seasons. I say, look, I'm going to get myself ready this year. I'm going to just set Show an alarm. Ready. I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. And <laughs> I never do. Um, but Bake Off is... And you're right, it is. It's filmed in a six-week period, five days a week. Mm. The odd weekend little... Uh, we've got to make the promo on the yep. weekend, that sort of stuff. Um, but it is very intensive. Sometimes we'll still be there filming... Uh, in the night time, mm. so 8, 8 p.m., 8.30. That's in the f- early part of the series when yep. there's 12 bakers. Yeah. Once we get down to sort of the final six, it's... If you can't cook it and make it in a couple of hours, <laughs> get the hell out of here. Yes. And that's my favourite bit is when... And because and you get to spend more time with them when there's about... I eight, imagine, yeah. Yeah, from six down to the winner is a really nice time on set mm. um, because you really get to know them really yeah. well. So it is intense going from stand up to bake off, but yeah, it is. It's not hard to fill the rest of the year. Like there's stuff to do, but it. I'm on that weird schedule where all my friends are busy in the daytime, free at night. Yes, and I'm busy at night, free in the daytime. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the the, the life of the comedian, the the waiter, bar person. Yes, and generally the unemployed. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes. The same person is all those three things. Mm. The comedian, the waiter, and the unemployed. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Mm. What what jobs have you had to hold down while you were, I'm a comedian, mm-hmm. but I still need to have this income stream? Well, I, my, I, I'm a high school teacher. Oh, by trade. By trade. Air quotes, trade. And I was still doing that. Look, I, I, I've done it. Well, I after after I filmed the first season of Bake Off, I didn't yes. quite believe there'd be another one, or, did, or sure. I didn't know if people would like mm-hmm. it. I thought, well, that's it. Um, it's a weird time, isn't it? Post filming, yeah. Before it airs, mm-hmm. we liked it. Yes, we had a good time. Yeah. Is everyone else going to dig it? Yeah. Should I throw it all in? Just you know, go and buy a Bentley and <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> I don't know how seat in the <laughs> how I'd manage that. But what I did was I went straight from Bake Off last season. I had like the weekend off mm. and then took a two-week contract at a high school in the special ed unit. Excellent. Um, and I was, I know, I frazzled. I was in between two worlds. Oh, I can imagine. Um, so, yeah, and that was as recent as uh, a year ago. So I, I will... The the problem with being a comedian is you need to gather stories. Mm. So you need to be out in the world, meeting people, doing things to have experiences to talk about on stage. And then when you get a little bit more successful, you don't have to be out in the world gathering stories. Yeah. You just go and do comedy and they go home. They become part of the stories and those sorts of things. So, it, yeah, I kind of miss being in a staff room. So oh, I can imagine. No, I don't miss being there for like a, a year. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> but a little taste is good. Yeah. So I actually did a half day last week actually at it. Uh, uh, what was it, Kingston. Nice. A school out there, high school. Did it, popped in there, 12 till 3. Easy. And supervised a class who were on the computers. I don't know what they do these <laughs> days. I was like, you you all know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miss Waddle. The subtext is, I don't know what you're doing. Um, And then lunchtime, playground duty. Yeah. And then after lunch was uh, PE, 
where they were playing European handball, but Great. there was a student teacher mm. who took the class and I just sat there. Supervision. Yeah. That's brilliant. So it was, uh, and I thought, you know what I could do? I could do this again. How's that three and four year degree going? Yeah. And it's a day of supervision. Exactly. I'm glad, glad I um, paid so much attention and you need to sit here and draw things on a piece of paper. But um, yeah, so I still will go and do that just for like for something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not it's not quite shits and gigs, but it's it's connecting with the human race. Yes. That gives you experience and opportunity and yeah. allows your your comedic mind to chew on things. And you just you, yeah, you just spot little weird things like I hadn't been in a school for ages and there was this game the boys were playing where they had their water bottles, like a, just a standard Mount Franklin yeah. water bottle, but they'd left about an inch and a half of water in the bottom. And they played this weird thing where you, they had to throw, the, try and throw their water bottle and get it to land on a surface. Oh yeah. So and that was almost like parkour for water bottles, <laughs> you know. Yes. And I've never seen that before. So if I and I don't know if I'll end up talking about that on stage no. or it might go in a column or something, but I would never have seen that if I was just at home watching Top Gear, <laughs> which is what are we doing probably for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> To be honest with you. Well, there's some a, a new or old, old Top Gear. Old Top Gear. Yeah, not new. No, old from the library, DVDs. Mm. Give me Jeremy Clarkson. Mm. I'd, I would not like to work on that show in production, mm. but mm. I'm happy to watch oh, yeah. the results. Let the ego just bleed through the TV. That's yes, fine. yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to the new Amazon series? Yes. To, what's it called? It's the, the Grand the, Tour. The Grand Tour. Yes, I am. Yeah, I think that'll be great. I love them. Yes, very much. Yeah. It's such an interesting, it's almost this great little sociological um, sample in Clarkson, Hammond and May. Mm, mm-hmm. Because they are three extremely distinct personalities. Yes. That, and and p- part of their shtick is that they make fun of each other. Oh, endlessly. it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but there is very clearly an endearing nature in the way they do that towards each other, no mm-hmm. matter the, the reasonably spiteful things they may say. Yeah. Or do to each other. Yes. In the course of a, a, an away trip. And they're on an away trip for the entire series of this Grand Tour thing. Like oh, brilliant. Traveling around the world filming it. Um, and like it's being filmed under a big tent, like think Cirque du Soleil, but with yeah. cars and bogans. Oh, um, yes. So there is talk that it will come here to film. Oh. But it's, I think there's, they're filming first one in America or South Africa, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Amazon had just thrown money at them six ways from Sunday. Yes. It's going to be incredible. Oh, okay, I can't wait. I have to get it. Yeah. I'll, with And then some. Yeah. I wanted to to um to jump back. I know we boys with water bottles. I don't understand it. No, they do things. Mate, you got to make your own fun, and they they definitely were. Yeah, look, it's better that than you know shooting up in the hallway. Yes, yeah. Um, the Bake Off experience, mm, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to labour it, but mm. it is it's unique, and dare I say it, in 2015 when it started, and now 16 minutes mm. continuing, radical mm. in that it's hosted by two ladies. Yeah, isn't Two it? Two Australian women. Isn't it good? <laughs> and comedians to boot. Yes. Hosting a TV show. No, and there was no question you'd do a good job. Yeah, they yeah, got, yeah. They went, hey, let's get these guys to Yes. Work. And we, um, every day we count our blessings that we got the job. It's the best. It's so good. It's, it's so fun. It's so fun to watch. So I've, the whole, Matt and Maggie, Claire and I, mm. Um, we like this season, like, so the first season we went and had a dinner 
out at a restaurant together. Yes. Because we're still getting to know each other. Sure. Well, Matt, I think Matt and Maggie go go back a bit. Just well, quickly, the Matt and Maggie that you mentioned yeah, are... Matt, um, Matt Moran yes. and Maggie Beer. If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not just some Matt and Maggie off the street. Yes. That's a hell of a combo with you four. Yeah. So there... So, and Claire and I knew each other, but mm. not greatly well. We'd do some gigs together, yep. but we weren't like, oh... Um, she's my best friend. And then Matt and Maggie had worked here as well. So we, we went out for dinners and got to, and when you're spending whatever, 12 hours a day together, you get to know each other. I can imagine. So we're like, um, it's, it's like the family gets back together where we oh, just, great. it's like, it's so good hanging out with them. It's yes. so fun. And we went out to dinner the first season, this at one of Matt's restaurants, because he's, he's got a, a few hanging around. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to take him to one of mine, but I yeah. thought, no. No, no, let Matt... Season three. Yep, I'll save myself. <laughs> Just got to get a restaurant. Um, but then, and, and this season we went to Matt's house and he cooked us a great big lunch and we got to meet awesome. his kids and his, his wife and his dog and his cat, uh, which I, I was quite interested in. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a great big boozy lunch that went from like 12 till 8.30 at night. It was, it was just so fun. And there's no change in... Energy. This is what I love about Bake Off is everyone is who they are. Yes. So Maggie is is what you see on screen. That is exactly what she's like. She's yeah. sweet and lovely and generous and like amazing. And Matt is what he is, which is an alpha male <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who's a great chef. And it's like it is like getting blood out of a stone trying to get a compliment. But when he does hand the compliments out to the contestants, mm. he means it and it is excellent. Yeah. And when he says this is the best pastry I've had like this year like he's not mucking around he's not he he really means he means what he says so uh and he's fun like he's 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 I think he might have a little bit of I don't know he's like a little boy kind of you know when grown Mm. men are like they want like we went over to his house and he he showed us all these motorbikes and you know maybe that's what men are like I don't know So that's okay. Yeah, we don't understand ourselves either. No, you and you, you want to show us all your things. Oh and, yeah, man, yeah. child show off for yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't know. He's telling me about. He's like, this is a Ducati, and I was like, oh yeah, wow, it's orange, great. Woo. <laughs> Must be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we just have the best time, and we message each other and mm. and and chat. And Claire and I have um become actually like really good friends yeah. through, but because most of my we work really closely together trying to work out what we're going to say sure. and et cetera. You know, you, Matt and Maggie aren't there how the shoot works for the entire bake, whereas mm. Claire and I are there to go in in case something happens. Well, you guys are, are the narrators effectively, aren't you? Yes. Because there's no, uh, there's no intentional voiceover. There's bits, but it's mm, you mm. guys holding it together with the people who are baking. Yes. Keeping the show running so they've then got edits and, you know – you, you get to, to pop up to them while they're cooking. How's it going? Mm-hmm. You look like you've just had a tragedy. Now's a great time to have five cameras in your face. That's right. All yes. that kind of stuff. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, you've burnt your cake. You're starting again and you've only got half an hour. Why don't you tell me how you feel about that? It's <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So Claire and I, this season, we we basically sat on a couch, um, just sort of off, you know, not, not on camera, just off mm. to the side. And we're just there chatting and messaging partners or whatever, you know, buying stuff online is what, <laughs> is what we do. She's got two little girls, so she would hold up a pair of, like, kids' shoes and go, should I get those for, for Penny? I'm like, yeah, do it. So yes. you feel you bake-off money now. Yeah. <laughs> you just fill your time however you do. And then you'd hear clash and look up and someone would have dropped a tray. Yep. And they'd go, can someone? And we'd just – we'd take turns at going in yeah. and, and chatting. So – 
yeah, I love I love the cast. All the crew are amazing. There's there's no I'm sure I can say this on your podcast. There's no dickheads. Yep. There's not a single person from the runners up to the director. There's not one person oh, that I gross. wouldn't hang out with socially. Yeah. Like the and season two, so most of the same people came back. I'd, I'd say to eat the cakes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They don't keep. It's not like they're going into the Louvre or anything. No. Once the cake is done and judged, bye-bye. In the gob. Yeah. So, well, yeah, most of the, like, the, I'd say 90% of the crew were the same for season two. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, it's we're really lucky. It's a really nice production, and I hope, I think that comes through in the show that mm. it's not it's not that angry, mean, pressure. It's not, a, it's not that kind of reality cooking show and I do forget I work on a reality show because it for me that doesn't seem to explain what Bake Off is mm. I know it's a competition there's a winner but there's no yeah. prize there's, they get nothing they just get crowned head baker yeah they get this a, bun- a very big bunch of flowers mm. and this sort of plate thing um, and if we go off last season if they're really lucky relatives in from overseas yes that did happen last season didn't it they flew I, I was kind of waiting this season for them to surprise me <laughs> <laughs> Mel, here's your long lost someone. I thought, well, what do I get? But um, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's classic season two, isn't it? The first season, you're like, oh, I'm so lucky to be here. Wow, what an honor. Then yeah, the yeah. second season, you're like, yeah, but like, do I? Am I getting? <laughs> I'm not getting anything, am I? Okay. I was right. looking around on the finale day going, who is it? Is mum coming? Is it my mum? But no, no surprises for Mel. Yeah, well, this At all. There's still time. Oh, you know what Foxtel do? They are very nice. They do send – they sent a bottle of champagne after mm. we wrapped Great. saying thanks for Bake Off, signed a card. Mm. Got a, I got a present. I got a – I don't know if it was from Foxtel, the production company. Got a nice – I think it was from the Fremantle, the production. Mm. Nice dinner out. Nice. Thank you. Foxtel will send a Christmas present. Yes. Um, the present slash basket, highly underrated. Yeah. I lo- oh, my God. I get so excited. Yeah. Because you've got a parcel and you don't know what it is. Whereas nowadays, you know what all your parcels are because they're online shopping. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. You get the, the only things that you may get in your post box these days are the occasional bill, because most of those are electronic too. Yes. Uh, and the things that I ordered from eBay slash online retailer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great to go, oh, random parcel from a place that I know feels Fit. not very good if I shake it. That's right. <laughs> Feels heavy, might have to keep it, won't be putting it on Gumtree. No. Uh, yeah, so I'm very lucky because I, of course, love food. Mm. And Who doesn't, Mel? Really? I know. I, like, it's, well, my mum doesn't care that much, to be honest about it. She's a bit of a... She's sustenance over taste? Yeah, she's not. Look, for her birthday, we took her to... Um, she was down in Sydney for a, a, like a long weekend, mm-hmm. went back off as being filmed. We took her to Chiswick, one of Matt's yeah, restaurants, yeah, and, and it was delicious and she looked, loved it. But also, if she's on her way home from work, she will get a quarter of a chicken from Woolworths and a tub mm-hmm. of Mrs. Crockett's coleslaw. And, Done. And that's dinner. Yeah. And she's not yearning to come home and try a new slow-cooked Moroccan lamb curry. She. Why yeah. would you when you can get a quarter of a chicken? Yeah, no tagines in the cupboard. Don't need it. No. Nope. It's all good. So, look, yeah. I guess, but yeah, these days food is, is very big. Yeah. It's everywhere. Not, not least of which evidenced by the, the rise in not only just reality cooking shows. Yes. 
but cooking shows. Everyone, you, you if you're a chef, everyone gets a show. Oh yeah, yes, you'll get your cooking shows. I watch a lot of, I watch them all day long mm. when I can. The cooking shows. Any on if I'm away, I watch them on YouTube. <sighs> They're just there's something about watching people do something that you yourself do. I still mm. can't put my finger on why it's so addictive. But I find myself going, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't have, Mel, because you can't cook. <laughs> so you wouldn't have burnt that chicken because you wouldn't have had the opportunity because you wouldn't have got through the auditions. Are you? Have you seen any of Zumbo's Just Dessert? I've not seen any of it, but I have been watching Zumbo on Twitter. Oh, nice. Who I think look, and I'll take. You know, there's two sides of every story, yeah. but he seems to be retweeting. A lot of negative things that are said to him, mm. and maybe he's—I'm sure he's retweeting the positive things as well. But the the mean things that people are saying to him, mm. he retweets, which I—I I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, it's an interesting. I heard an interview with him recently as a part of the promo for Just Desserts. Yeah, uh, where he said when they opened their Melbourne store, uh, while it was being fitted out, they had the siding up, and he said what we did was we got all of our um, bad reviews from. Um, whatever the Urban Spoon, I think it was. Yeah. And and we got them printed on the siding. Oh, wow. You know. Right. Maybe it's his thing then. Yeah. He, he just, for, for me, it was, he said for him it was owning it. Yeah. And just making a bit of fun out of it. You know, okay. I don't really care about what they think. Got this it. This is the thing. Now, ironically, he hasn't retweeted me and I, but I haven't hung crap on it. Yeah. Yeah. But I've explained to people the best benchmark I can give them is that it's the lightest copy of Great Australian Bake Off. Yeah, righto. In yep. that it's a cooking show. It's exactly the same format. Yeah. The key difference, um, apart from hosts and stuff, is that uh, they're focusing on dessert, but not binding it to cake. So there's lots of chocolate work. There's profiteroles. It, okay, there's yeah. Custards and ice creams and mm, all, mm-hmm, all of mm, that kind of mm-hmm, funky stuff. Yeah. Whereas I know with Bake Off, it is very much cake-centred, but let's design the crap out of it and do some funky things as well. Yeah, yeah. So there might be some chocolate work, but it's not the It's not the – yeah, yeah, Bake Off's – and, and that we have a few weeks on Bake Off that obviously he wouldn't have because it's not dessert mm. where we do bread. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, How's the crumb? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pastry week mm. uh, where they make – I don't know, last last year they made pies, I think. Yeah, so – Where they have to specialise on yes. that thing. No, absolutely. Yeah, so I've not – no, I've not seen his – his show, but I've seen like there's so much promo for it. Seven must. Oh, they went nuts the after money. the Olympics. After the Olympics. Mm. After the Olympics, and the, the to be TV for a second, it hasn't really paid off for them. Okay, because the ratings for uh, Zumba they were good Monday night coming out of the Olympics, mm-hmm. but then tapered really quickly. Right, and then uh, Monday's episode did pretty ish okay, not great. Beat Survivor, but oh, then okay. it was the reverse last night. Survivor smashed it. Yeah. The day that we're recording is the last day of August. Okay. For people that want context. Um, and Zumba, not great. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, but this was the big floating hat episode where they oh. all the promo was, here's the floating chocolate Willy Wonka hat. Ooh. The worst part that killed it for me, and, and it's not even the Gene Wilder tie-in, which yeah. was complete coincidence. Yeah, I know true. that it wasn't yeah. Seven planning. Oh, guess what? Gene Wilder's died. Yeah. Let's throw this in. Um, but the, how did he do it? How did he make yeah. it float? Yeah. Shit, people, it's magnets. Oh, is it? Okay. Like, uh, you, when you've got a platform with a, a th- something, in this case a chocolate hat on it, yeah, floating above another thing and it's spinning. Ooh. Well, m- m- well it could be magic as well. 
Ma- I thought you were going to say magic, but you said magnets, which Everyone is... Everyone has been, like, even their problem. Is it magic? No. I mean, it's magic if you don't understand magnetism. Oh, every- everything's magic to me. Yeah, yeah. It just, it bummed me out how many people like, oh, wow. There's a train like that in Germany or Japan that so. floats on... Magnets. I, I don't understand how it works. Roller coasters use the same principle Do they? nowadays. There are lots of particularly inside ones mm-hmm. where they don't have like the big run up to get things going. They are magnet controlled where, you know, they've got the magnets on the cars right. and they can electrically switch the polarity of the magnets so that it propels yes. the car and you accelerate really quickly and, uh-huh. and all that sort of stuff. So they're not just for your fridge. No, welcome to Science Town. Wow. So much. To, I, I commend um, Zumbos to you, if for no other reason than I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the thing that killed me about all of it, it like the, the cooking and the, the, oh, it's all pretty showy and we've spent mm, a million mm-hmm. bucks on the set stuff, is that it's called Zumbos Just Desserts, but it's hosted by Rachel Koo. In that Adriano Zumbos uh, says about 35 words. Ah, uh, so they're kind of just using his name mm. to get you in. Yeah, I wondered... What Rachel Koo was doing on that? Wasted. She's a bit of a star within wasted. her own right. Has big, her own cooking big time. show. Yeah, and is known around the world as someone who has, you know, studied at wherever you know Frenchy pastry mm, land. Mm, mm. All of the things, right? She's a cracker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and good honour. That, that's awesome. That's why I say she is wasted in this context because she's just going. Well, welcome to the show, people. You're going to now cook a thing with something, something. Isn't that right, Adriana? Goes. Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> right. Okay. And then they have. Brazilian pastry chef called Gigi Falanger, who does the the Mel and Claire oh, right. stick yes. of walk around and talk to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's got that. Um, you've seen the living room. Yes. So Miguel Maestri, yes, Spanish yes. chef. Yeah. She's got that Portuguese Spanish thick accent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I keep waiting for him to walk in, and you know, oh, we're making the heaven a good time. Wow. Oh. What are you doing here? No, that's not even interesting. Little bit of casting. Yeah, she's and there's the other thing. She's considered to be, you know, an up-and-coming pastry chef of note. Yeah. Wasted. Yeah. Walking up to them going, you've got 30 minutes. What's going wrong? I could have done that. Yeah. You could have and way better too. Well, I'll I'll wait till I see the show, Mark. Ask them about the crumb. <laughs> so all this food culture that you're surrounded with now. Yes. And, and to some degree obsessed by Mel. What's your go-to takeaway food choice? Mm, I'm going to say Indian. Yeah, good. That's call. like a special treat. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we ordering? Number twenty six, thirty two. I've got a set I order that I just get. I don't. I go to a my favorite place mm-hmm. um, in New Farm, and I have the garlic naan. Obviously, mm-hmm. of course, please. Chicken tikka masala. They do a very good one Excellent. there. Um, and the gobi manchurian, which is a dish you can't find at a lot of Indian places. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's cauliflower. It's their version of Chinese style cauliflower. So okay. it's ca- cauliflower florets. Sort of, I, I imagine deep fried or lightly fried. They're coated in a lot, very light chickpea batter, mm. deep fried, and then th- through a uh, a chili onion sauce. Wow. Basically, it's really nice. It's probably my favourite thing ever. You had me at f- lightly fried. Yes, it's really it's really good. So that is my favourite Indian takeaway. Um, but if I'm dining in yes. and I want to eat a special treat food, I will just keep – I will find buffalo wings. I will sniff sniff them out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I can put them away. I don't oh, just please. have six. No. Yeah. No one ever has six wings. No. No, I can eat quite a few. Yeah. 
Have you done the wings circuit in America? Done any wings there? I had a few in when I was in New York, mm-hmm. but I would really like to go back to America and go down to the the southern oh, states yeah, where same. I think the barbecue and I want I want all the brisket and mm. all of that stuff. But um, oh god, I'm obsessed with wings. What is it about the wing that that has you entranced? Just the you're getting everything. You're getting it's a spicy, mm. battered, fried. I don't know. It's it's everything in the one. You don't have to. You know, like when you get a burger, but it's there's no crunch unless you get fries with it, right? Yep. Or if you just get fries, there's no meat or yep. or saucy, spicy elements sometimes. So it's kind of it's the it's the crux of what I actually want, which yeah. is a spicy deep fried treat. Sure. Are we talking breaded wings or are we naked wings with the sauce? Breaded. Yeah. 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 Please. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's people that do it with that crumbs are crazy. <laughs> No, I, I agree. I've spent a little bit of time in the States and, mm. and some of the barbecue. And it, even just from like state to state, mm. the different way they barbecue. Oh, my goodness. It's a it's an addiction. That I, I made ribs here the other night. My first proper go at it. Good work. And I cooked them on a rack mm. over Coke. <gasps> nice. Yeah. With a rub, like obviously like yeah. a, a dry rub on the ribs. Coke, garlic in the Coke. Foil over the whole nice. thing all day, real slow, and then sweat that bugger out. Made a barbecue sauce, sort of put the ribs on a, like a, in a grill pan to kind of, and then put the sauce on. Yep, were they oh, good? They were really good. <laughs> <laughs> they were so good. That would have been the worst foreplay if you went. No, they were crap. No, and they were burnt and disgusting. No, they were so nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I will make those again. Actually, yeah, that's. I've got a lot of free time on my hands. I think I need to do some cooking. Some low and slow. Yeah, because it, it fills up a day. Mm. Got to monitor it. Yep. Got to keep an eye yeah, on stuff. Yes. There's basting. And my favourite rule, which my mum invented, which is when you're cooking dinner, that's when you can start drinking. Amen. Yes. So if we start cooking dinner at nine o'clock in the morning. That's right. Well, if you're cooking dinner, you're allowed to have a glass of wine while you cook. Mum's cooking. <laughs> that's what it's like. Mel, how do you describe your experience of family? Oh, God, they're mentals. <laughs> Um, all right, we'll catch people up. So I'm an only child. Great. My dad, my dad's name is Barry, mm. Barry Buttle. My mum's name is Chris. Um, they are divorced. Mm-hmm. They got divorced when I was 21. Yep. So last year. Yep. Yeah. Very, thank you, you Malky. Um, look, they feature a lot in my comedy because yep. I think if you don't laugh, you cry. <laughs> But also, my dad is an interesting character. He retired when I was 14. Wow. So, uh, because he, this is how I understand, this is my, this is my memory. I was mm. young when it happened. So, he was in the Vietnam War. Yes. And obviously, maybe had been repressing that trauma his whole life. Mm-hmm. Then... One day when I was in year nine, so I was 14, he was in a very bad head-on car accident. So um, thought he was going to die again. And somehow because of that, all of his trauma came up. And then he was kind of um, pretty um, mentally unstable for a number of years. He sorted himself out now. He's got a great... Wonderful therapist, and and he's he's come a long way, and he's 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 fine. But he couldn't he couldn't work, and for a number of years. So he. But he, you wouldn't know that when you met him. Like mm-hmm. he's so funny and so charming and personable. Yeah. 
which and he loves to say, oh, oh, I'm where you get it from. I'm like, mm, no, Thanks, Dad. you're the content. <laughs> so he's, he's a really um, funny, excellent dude. But, yeah, he does struggle with all the, stu- the stuff that – because he has post-traumatic stress mm. disorder. So he his worst nightmare is going to a Westfield at, on Saturday. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Or um, – what else? Does, yeah, doesn't like crowded places yep. and gets, you know, gets stressed easily. Sure. So that's dad. Um, but he's also got a lot of good ideas. So Great. Greyhound Racing has been banned in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. He just sends me a message out of nowhere. We haven't been talking about Greyhound mm-hmm. Racing or mm-hmm. anything. He just pops it up and goes, you know what they should do? They should replace it with ferret racing. They can have a lot more races run at once. They don't take up much space and you wouldn't need a special car to transport your ferrets to the race. You can just take them in a box. So he's really thought that through. So, yeah, he's got... Ferret racing. Yeah. So he's kind of... I th- like he's kind of... I think he knows he's being funny, but he's but he, he sent me about six messages outlining exactly how it could be run. So he's... He's thought it through. He's thought it all the way through. So that that's Dad. He lives... Sort of on the outskirts of Brisbane, on acreage, yep. by himself, peace and quiet, just the way he likes it, sure. on about six acres. With his ferrets. With his, <laughs> his ferrets. <laughs> um, so, that's him. Mum is lives in a townhouse. Mm-hmm. She doesn't enjoy leaving the house very much. She likes to come home from work and sit in her chair and watch TV. Mm-hmm. And that that's her whole... Full stop. That's it. Yep. And look, I get it. Sure. Um, so she she works. She works in admin at a hospital. Mm. She doesn't mind the odd tipple. Mm, good. Um, and what else does she do? Not a lot. She, mm. She's not like agoraphobic or anything, but just... Homebody. Just loves being at home. Do, yeah. Doesn't enjoy... If I said, oh, let, there's this... Let's go and have dinner... You know, in the valley, she'd be like, oh, hey, like everything's hard. Mm. How am I going to get there? Where am I going to park? Why? <laughs> like just, and why is a great, because why? why? Yeah, yeah. Why would you when there's takeaway down the road yeah. or, yeah. So, but look, she's, she's very excited about, she, oh, I don't, I don't know if dad is that excited about Bake Off and comedy and stuff. I'm not sure, but I know mum is mm-hmm. because every single person my mum works with goes, she's proud. She talks mm-hmm. about you a she, lot. Yes, we hear all about you, Mel. Exactly. And I, f- I just feel so sorry for them because there's not that much to hear. <laughs> it's not that exciting. <laughs> it's not It's not like I'm Nicole Kidman and I'm filming from a chopper in the Galapagos or something. I'm just yet. in Sydney eating a cake. You have by saying yet. Yet, not yet. Mm. So, yeah, mum, I think, is... is um, I would say talks about me a bit much would bit be my much. guess. Rubbish. Yeah. Yes. So that's my experience of family. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't know what else. What else is there? I don't know. It's, it's all life, isn't it? Yeah. In those matter that those times when you, as a, an adult, mm. experience conflict now, because we're all shaped by our experience, mm. particularly that of our parents. When it comes to matters of conflict, are you fight or flight? Oh, flight. Yeah, get the hell out. Oh, the lengths I go to to avoid conflict. And my idea of conflict is very small. Any sort of minor disagreement is conflict. Yep. Um, Oh, yeah, no, I won't um, challenge or complain or, like, I'm allergic to peanuts. Mm -hmm. 
um, and sometimes in, in a restaurant I'll say, oh, just no peanuts for me, just letting you know. And it will come out and there's peanuts sprinkled on top. Yeah. And I will just not say anything and not eat it and pay for it. Oh, Mel. Yeah. Just oh. have a big glass of water and some bread. and What a great night I've had. Yeah. Drinking it, my EpiPen. It's just easier that way. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not great with conflict. Mm-hmm. I rec- I'm always sort of, I struggle. <laughs> my fr- my friend asked me to take my dog and meet her with her dog and go to a cafe, and, you know, mm. what women do in yeah, the day, apparently. that sort of stuff. And I just, and it, I, I didn't want to do it, but I didn't have a reason. I just didn't mm. want to. So I just, yesterday for the first time, actually, I, I just said, oh, I'm really tired. I I can't come. Sure. And the world didn't end. No. It didn't. She was like, oh, she was like, Understood. She's like, oh, great. No worries. We'll we'll catch up another time. Great work. Thanks. Oh, so, but I I spent about four hours trying to word. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It was such a great adult response. Look, thanks. Yeah, but you know, I just got to catch up with some things myself. Feeling tired. Yeah. Hey, and other adult response. No worries at all. I know. Meanwhile, Mel's going. How am I going to say this to her? Yeah. I'm tell her that I just am needing a rest. Because I think people get really mad or something. I mm. think people. Will, will be disproportionately angry to my rec- mind. This is your perception. This is my perception, yeah. yeah. So in my mind, what I thought would happen is I'd say, hey, Kate, bit tired today, can't make it, let's do it another time. She'd be like, you are the lowest dog that ever. That's what I think will happen. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't. No, um, not from reasonable people. No, 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 no. And my, most people are quite reasonable. So... Yeah, I will avoid conflict at any cost. Yeah. Uh, in a in a work environment, stand up environment, mm. where and and look, please correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. My perception of what goes on behind the curtain, yes, quite often is that there's a lot of good natured niggling and ribbing mm. that to an outsider might seem entirely brutal. Mm. That I'm sure with it comes a level of passive aggression. Over like you really killed tonight, and I didn't. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to say you were shit, and we're all going to laugh about it. But I actually think that you're shit. Right. Yeah. How do you how do you cope in those situations? You just dishing it out and know that it's all mm. this water off a duck's back stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I see or hear too much of that, or I always leave after I finish performing pretty quickly. Yes. I don't hang around and. Wait for Give people. Give us a hug, kids. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, okay, who wants to come up to me with some feedback? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I don't often do that. Not least of which the audience. Yes. So, um, oh, I always try and say something nice to people mm-hmm. because I, um, afterwards, especially younger comedians or new comedians, um, when I always try and say a joke that I liked from mm. them or try yeah, try and say something nice because I don't think that old nasty way is that mm. useful. And um, It would be very easily misinterpreted. It's like yes. if you're new to the comedy club yeah. and you've gone out there and given it some good, go- good jokes and some went well, mm. others fell mm. flat and you're coming off questioning, oh, what are, how did I mm. not with the blah, blah, blah. And to have someone bowl up to you, oh, that joke about thing was shit house. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, it was. Thanks. Yeah, I don't see too much of that. Um, there's a, th- 
I don't know. I um. Oh, forgive me too if I've misinterpreted it. Maybe I'm just too much of a a comedy nerd that I've heard others talk about it or seen it occasionally, and I perceive it's that. What we do more of um to each other is is not make fun of the jokes or the, or their comedy, but more really deep tragedies in their personal <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, your dad's dead. Suck shit. Yeah. Um. But you would only do that. It's. It's this maybe it's an Australian thing to people that you're friends with. Yeah. Um. So if yeah, and you can sense when someone's really being mean about an act or something, mm. or they really don't like them. And I I don't know. I um. I think when we're just I, I went on, I went to Darwin recently with Lawrence Mooney. Awesome. Yeah, had a great time. He's a, oh, he's he's so fun, and outrageous. um, he's he wasn't drinking, mm. so he was making an effort. He'd been not drinking for a week. So obviously he's doing that to because he might have been drinking too much. Sure. So for whatever reason For he whatever chose. reason he's chosen to not and so of course I'm going to mock him about that mm. mercilessly the entire time because I'm his friend. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he is fr- was fond of a tipple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah there's there's that kind of ribbing mm. but it's only with people that you know you can do it to and they know they can yeah. do it to you and but it's yeah. yeah it's more about their what's going on for them off stage or i don't mind damien power is another brisbane mm. comedian i'll make I'll, what i'll do is i'll bring up some of his really old jokes from yeah. when he first started out that he f- would find really cringeworthy and i'll remind him that he used to do those <laughs> but then the risk is he will remind me of what i used oh, to say yep. and yeah but that they were not mine were not very good either. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I don't hang hang around very much. I think I get in. So if I'm headlining, I'll mm. turn up while the break is on, like yes. halfway through the show, say hi to everyone, and then just play on my phone, and then go and do my job, and then say bye and go home. Yep. So I'm not kind of it's not a big night out. It's no, not a super social environment for you. No, not really. No. I'll hang with my with my friends, sure. But we'll often leave the venue and go somewhere else, so you don't have to hang out with everyone. Yeah, if if that makes sense. Yeah, I was in LA recently and got to go to the comedy store. Mm-hmm. On cool. Sunset. I was great. Like we uh, saw that uh, David Spade was on. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. And we thought well, you're in LA. Yeah, it's David Spade. Yeah, let's go see what chops he's got these days. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go and suss it out. And. Now, when I saw the ad, they listed about four or five others. I thought, oh, that'll be a pretty busy night, but good nonetheless. How wrong I was. Yeah. What what happened? It started at nine, I'm going to say. Yep. And everyone had 20 minutes. Everyone uh, had 20 minutes. Yeah. And there were, without a lie, about 13 people on the bill. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. And David Spade came on about fifth. So oh, yeah. Not yeah. too bad. Uh-huh. Like a good spot. And it's a tight room and the mm-hmm. cha- there's no break. There's just oh. changes, like, and now I'm going to introduce the next guy and that sort of thing. And and a, they're getting told they're 20 by a light flashing. Yep, yep. All of them went over. Oh, you can't oh, do that. Oh, my God. Everyone went over. That's the worst sin in comedy. Um, And it was, so by the time it got to about the seventh or eighth guy, because we're politely Aussies, mm. you know, all hanging around going, this is going downhill a bit. You know, mm. We're all tired and, and there's no breaks. Like, you, you feel self-conscious getting up, going to the yes. toilet and yeah. those sorts of things. Yep. And we weren't close to the stage. We were back a bit. Yeah. So we could do it pretty easily without being spotted. Right. Um, so people would get mercilessly mocked as they got up and left after an act left. Yeah. And, 
yeah. Mm. And then to, to make it worse, I think the guy or the person after Spade or the one after them just died. Just died. Of course. Ass. Yeah, yeah. And like, you, great example. Mm. By round of applause, oh. who's here on a date tonight? One person clapped. There is no question that there was more than that there. Yeah, yes. One person clapped. Yeah, that's... Just fell. Oh, just you just wanted to just swallow. Just the desperation of that one clap. Oh, yeah, it was despicable. Yeah. But so that it just mm. was long and mm. round. And mm. I think that the, the way that we handle comedy in Australia, that we have, here's some bits and stuff, and an MC will mm. hold it together. Yeah. We'll take a break. Yes. Get toilets, drinks, everyone's happy. Another big build-up, maybe a quick act, and then headliner. Yeah, yeah. I think that works really well. And it also provides a great chance for comics as they're coming up, doesn't it? You would have experienced yes, this. Yes, yeah, yeah. To play those different slots, those different roles, mm. build your set, mm-hmm, build your mm-hmm. experience in working with the audience and stuff. Yeah. Um, headlining for you, what was your first headline spot like? Um, I don't really... I'm not sure if I remember. It sort of sneaks up on you. It's... um. You find yourself just doing getting to talk for longer and longer. The more, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So sometimes you'll be doing five. You start doing five minutes in comedy, then maybe ten, and then maybe twenty, and then you might get invited to MC, and then head like eventually headline. But I um, well, when have I headlined? I, I headlined a, a gig the other night down the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. um, and it was great. It was really fun. Um, but there is a there is a pressure. I kind of some I kind of don't like it. I'd rather be in the David Spade spot in mm. some ways and be on fifth or something. There's you've got to do better and kill more than everyone else who's gone before you. Big expectations. Yeah. yeah. So there's this big pressure on you to do it, and and you hope you can do it. But I prefer not that pressure. Mm. I'd rather do support. Mm-hmm. Um, which is maybe it's a gender thing or so, I don't know what it is, but I'd rather not have the pressure of being the headliner and just have 20 minute support spot to do what you want, no pressure. Um, be you know, good. Just obviously. be really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have, and have a great time. Make and, it hard for the next jerk. That's right. Yeah. I'd rather do that. I don't know. I, I, this, the headliner thing is you've, you've got to, um, also your, it ruins your night. So <laughs> you're on last, <laughs> you get home at like midnight, you can't go to sleep and, mm-hmm. You're eating bad food, and uh, yeah. it's a big. It's a. I'd rather get it out done by eight thirty. Go home. Yep. Wash your hands. Sit down for some NCIS. Yeah. You're in business. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I think of it backwards, but I like my lifestyle more than going sure. on last at like ten p.m. or something. I, I think that's also a connection. My perception of, mm. of where your how your career is growing mm. is that you have just well, you've now very clearly stretched into something more than just Mel Buttle stand-up. Yeah. You know, there's Mel Buttle writer, do your columns yeah, that you write. Yeah, There's Mel Buttle TV host. Yep. And, and the skills that you're both developing and honing as well as showing to people means that, hey, Mel's smart, Mel's funny, Mel's sharp. Mm, mm. We've got this show that we think might really suit her, whether it's, you know, you're going to deliver the narrative to what Bogans do in Bali. Or, you know, that kind of thing. That yeah, yeah. People might go, oh, what's she doing? No, that's a really decent paycheck. And doesn't tie you with Mel's made this crappy show. No, Mel's mm. delivered a narrative mm. that has allowed her to earn some cash. Yes. And the TV world gets on with itself, but you know, functionally supports, well, I, I want to do this kind of stand-up. I want to do yeah. this kind of thing. I want to mm. write this stuff. Mm. It doesn't all have to be hours and hours at a stand-up club, yeah. pub thing, talking and... <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I, I prefer... 
I like stand up, but I would always prefer to go on first mm. or go on earlier and not have that pressure and Mix just let, up. let someone else mm. go last. And <laughs> I don't know when people are at their drunkest. Yes. Yeah. Because that would that would have to be brutal, I would guess. You know, and and to add to it. I don't want to alarm anyone that's listening to the podcast. You're a lady. Yes, correct. And there's always, and I'm not going to ask you, the, you know, what's it like to be a lady in comedy? Mm. The punters very quickly, uh, stupid idiots, particularly when they're drunk, will throw different stuff at a lady comedian is my perception to a dude comedian. You know, they're not going to ask a dude, oh, you're having your period. When, you know, you're responding to their stupid comment and, and that sort of thing. Like, it must be brutal at times. Um, It used to be, I think... You have to come out all guns blazing, whether you're mm. when you're a woman or not. I think you should come out all guns blazing when you're doing comedy. Oh, you set it down big for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that it's like they sense any weakness, mm. the hecklers. Um, but also, some of them are so they see the world so differently. They think they're genuinely helping, and they mm. come up to you after the show even though they've just rattled you and they don't realise what you're doing with comedy is working through a list of jokes you've planned to do. Yeah. So it's not just a casual conversation, but that's how you make it look. So when they interrupt that and you get thrown, you have to deal with something, maybe it throws you off and you, you get annoyed that you maybe lost your place and that joke was ruined and that you need, you're meant to say that joke so the next joke made sense yeah, and yeah. this guy stuffed all of that up. But you can't say that to the audience because they think it's this um, sort of made up on the spot little magic mm, story you're telling. Good sketches. Um, but then that guy will always come up at the end and go, I was helping you out up there. Oh, no, you weren't. I was like, awesome. no, no, you weren't. Mm. But there's not that much of that heckling stuff in... Um, That's good. ...anymore. You'd have to be... Security kind of deal with them because mm. other people have paid to see the show and they... Yeah. It's, they're sort of... Most venues are kind of ushered away yep. or asked to be quiet by the room runner or something or ask to go outside if they want to talk. Mm. Um, but no, most people don't. I've you, I've got little things I can say to mm. manage stuff like that if that were to happen, but it hasn't happened for a long time. As long as you come out with the energy of, I deserve to be here. Yeah, yeah. These are some jokes I've prepared and I'm not going to take any shit from anyone. If you come out strong, you should be fine. There's a very definite um, charisma and, and presence Mm. that you're talking about that mm. uh, I think you can spot. Yeah, Particularly yes. with the more seasoned comedian where they will walk out, even if they're playing, you know, sort of a, a down character or a lower status yes. character. Yes, yeah. They still, I have to listen to this person. Not only have they got the, the make it loud talking stick, Mm-mm. but the things they're saying are intriguing to me. And yes. And I want to hear more of them. Yeah, you, you've either got something that people are drawn to you to listen to you. People mm. either want to listen to you or they don't. Um and you can put in some tricks and make and try and get people's attention. But um, I always listen for this other thing when I'm on stage, not for the laughter. Like mm. you can hear laughter and there's different kinds of laughter you learn to hear. But also I listen for when I can feel that they're like on the edge of the seat leaning yeah. forward. And that that's when you know that laughs from then on will be big yeah. because they're so engaged. Yeah, so yeah. I learned to listen for them listening, like actively right. listening that – that you can hear a pin drop sound, but it's not silence. It's an engaged mm-hmm. silence. Because people, instead of, they'll still be drinking and there mm. might be yes. food tinkles of plates and forks and things. Mm-mm. But you're right, there's a very clear, I am connected with Mel and I want to hear what yes. she has to say yeah. versus, hey, how was your weekend? Someone's talking. Mm. 
Yeah, so I I listen for that nowadays instead of trying to, you know, listen for how big the laugh is or whatever. Mm. I I think how much have I engaged you and got you interested in these stories I'm telling you because if that's how I think you get a career is is getting people's – they want to know about you and follow you. They're either going to pay to come and see you or they're not. So if you can – get something in them more than just a laugh like yeah. a simple joke can make you laugh but you to to get a, com- a comedy career i think you have to get people's investment a little bit yeah yeah and there's i don't there's lots of ways to do that are, are yeah. you doing what your 11 melinda thought she would be doing wow i think i really wanted to do this but i i didn't even start stand up until i was 24 wow yeah i didn't even Try it at all. I was so you very through uni, normal life, all of the yeah. things. What I was trying to do, my little way to sort of try and do it, which didn't work out, was I did a lot of acting classes, mm. and I wanted to be a. F- I thought I wanted to be a funny actor. Yes. Um, but it it wasn't. I knew I was sort of just wasting time doing it. It's mm. not really what I wanted. I didn't really enjoy acting that much at all. I didn't really like it. So I only liked when I could be funny, um, which isn't that often. So. <laughs> <laughs> on home and away for example <laughs> uh well yeah so i put it off and put it off and put it off but i think yeah i would be yeah 16 year old me would be so impressed mm. by what i've done but so afraid i think of how i got there it's taken me a really long time and nowadays there's kids who who come and do gigs like around brisbane and they've got their mum with them because they're 17 years old, yeah. i'm like how do you get the courage to do this we're encouraging kids too early these days i think so live some life i make sure i knock them down a bit no i don't (laughs) (laughs) you a shit house can't have you taking my job you were really good but get stuffed got a car to pay off um (laughs) bake off money only goes so far it does no i um yeah i don't know i i'd be i'd be super impressed by me i reckon because i thought i'd just be like a high school um drama teacher or something Mm. Well, not just like that. That would that is that was the thing. That was, that was what goal. I was yeah. going to go and do. But I always loved stand up and being funny and mm. mucking around. But I, yeah, I would never imagine that would be how I'd earn money. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to achieve in the next twelve months? The next twelve months. Mm. <laughs> um, look, I'd love a second dog. I'm not going to lie. Sure, um, that's very achievable. What? Where are we? So we're. August. All but September. I am going to have to write a brand new hour of stand-up for the festivals next year. Of course, yes. I'm going to have to achieve that. That is a compulsory achievement. Have you picked your show name? Because they're just about submission time for that, isn't it? It is. It's coming around. Um, I haven't picked a name yet. Not out loud. I've got a few ideas in my head. Mel Buttle is funny. That just <laughs> solves every problem yeah. get on with life. Can I have your money? Question mark. <laughs> Great Australian Um, melt off. Oh, oh my God. That's not bad, actually. (laughs) Um, There might be some copyright issues. So I will will achieve that. Um, um, Waiting to hear if there'll be a third season of Bake Off. That's not really... The Bake Off gods, please be kind. It's not really an achievement. Just waiting at home. (laughs) You worked so hard on the waiting. Um, I will pay my tax bill. Mm, Congratulations. That, That is due in April. The ATO will be very happy about that. Let's start now so we get there. (laughs) Um, What do I want to achieve, though? I want to um, to lose a little bit of weight, but not 
like I've said that I, I should have said I want to get strong. Mm-hmm. I want to get connect back with my body a little bit more because mm-hmm. I live in my head all the time. Yeah, yeah. I get a lot of headaches. I get a lot of jaw aches. I can't sleep very well at night sometimes. Um, maybe that's because of stand up or whatever. But I want to be tired from doing something physical. Yep. Instead of just having a quarter of a sleeping tablet because it's 1am. <laughs> yes. Um, that's what I, yeah, I want to uh, get back to exercising just for the sake of, because I used to pay this woman called Kylie, so, this is so first world, <laughs> to come and take the dog for a walk. Yes. And Kylie was always a bit baffled as to, I think, why I didn't do it because mm. Kylie worked out that I have nothing on in the day. <laughs> And she, because every time I saw her, she'd be like, oh, day off today. And for the, I was like, I don't need to tell everyone everything. I was, I'd just be like, yeah, yeah, my day off. Convenient heart that I yeah. know when you need to come and walk my dog. Yeah. So Kyla would come between like 10 and 12 with her van, pick the dog up, six, maybe six other dogs from local area and take the dogs out for a couple of hours to a dog park or whatever mm-hmm. and then drop, drop her back. And so I'd just be here the whole time that mm-hmm. Kylie would do that <laughs> with a car. So I could have just saved myself the money and just gone and taken her to the dog park. It was free headspace for you, Mel. Yes. Not worrying about what your, your dog was doing. Just being able to... Just relax for out. a minute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I uh, I think I want to... Yeah, I just want to start walking the dog more and not being such a lazy buffalo wing eating, <laughs> food obsessed. I want to cut down my coffee, Monk. Mm. Coffee's got to be cut down because on, on Bake Off, that got out of control. Oh, very easily, I'd imagine, because there's not your Nescafe at that joint, right? No, there's that. Oh, they have someone who goes and makes you a coffee. Yeah, here's your. How do you like your espresso? Yeah, there's a there's a machine. Mm. There's um, oh boy. So I got I was on. Yeah, Marine wouldn't stand for it. Conservatively ten coffees a day. Wow. Yeah. That's a serious high to come down from. Yeah. No wonder five fifteen calls were bad. They were so bad. I just I would I don't know how I did it. And when I watch Bake Off back, I'll watch it when it's on. I don't watch they send you the edit yes. and you know, I never watch it. I just watch it on the TV. I said, what's wrong? You said huh? Baking? Yeah. Good. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it's always a surprise because yeah. I have no memory of what happened. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, who wins this week? I'm just like, I genuinely can't remember because I was off my face on coffee. <laughs> I've no I'll tell idea. you when the show credits run. Yeah. How about we wait till the end together? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want to cut down my coffee and uh, it's look, it's down. Mm. It's down to three a day. That's good. Which solid. is really good. Yeah. Um, from 10. From Sizable. 10. Yeah. And it has been a painful journey. Oh. Um, but I... I don't know. Those are things that I guess I'll achieve. And I like to set really small goals, Mark, as you might have noticed, <laughs> and probably not achieve those. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I think they're all achievable. They're all right? Yeah. They're not bad. Look, they're positive things. You know, it's not you're not internalising all of it. There are some, some external things that you acknowledge need to be done and things I want to yes, do. Yes, yes. That's great. That will get you out of the house. Yeah, I do. I do need to get out of the house. <laughs> I don't think that you're a shut <laughs> oh, I'm me mother. Oh no, I've turned into, <laughs> turned into mum. No, you know what I mean. I just need to be mm. more active. Yeah, with my don't body. We all. Yeah. Yes, we all. Um, everyone does. But yeah, I lived in my head for sixty-four years, and I'm forty-three years old. So you can imagine what my waistline's like. Yes. How old are you? Forty-three. Yes, man. Oh, okay. I'm a young. You look younger though. Your skin's quite. What do you? I think it's all of the. the, the 
lipids are just you, oozing out of my skin. Are you Irish or something? Or? No, he's what, German-Polish. What ah, yeah. With yeah. some English thrown in. Yeah, you've got that nice, um, that white sort of cold, cold climate skin that mm. doesn't age. Yeah, no, I'd do all right in a Sweden or something like that. Yeah. And if I let my beard go, it can come right in and I look very mountain man. Very Viking-like. Yeah, oh, Norse Scottish. Yeah. I like to think anyway. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Uh, hey, Mel. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. the chance to speak with you today. You're welcome. Please know the things that you said are very special and you're highly valued. Thank you so much. <gasps> Thank you so much, Mulkey. That's, that's a good affirmation. That's... I like to make sure people know that I appreciate them and, and their time. Say it again. <laughs> Your please know uh, it, your the things you've said are very special. Yeah, you're highly valued. Oh wow! I Thank might, you very much. I might write that down. Just put it in. Oh, you know what we should be doing? I should be putting it in like a little on a on an uh, you know like an art frame thing. Yeah, just having that and just presenting it to people so that it's just hanging. Oh, I could make a packet. You could. I'd buy that. I need. I need a bit of motivation. As you might be able to tell from my Christmas tree that's still up. Anyway. I was not going to mention it. It's very Christmas here. And when I mentioned it to Mel, she said, yeah, I, just, I didn't take it down from last year and it can't be stuffed now. No, it's, well, we're getting into Christmas, aren't we? It's two and a bit months. Yeah. Might as well. No, I've got to, I've got to really pull my finger out. And what, pull it down for a week and then put it back up again? Yep. <laughs> just bag the sucker. Mel, you are a person that does tweet occasionally. Yes. Are there other social accounts that you would want people to know about? Um, I Look, I'm really into Instagram at Good. the moment. Yes. So it's it's just my full name. It's just Melinda Buttle, if you can find me on Insta. Um, a lot of photos of my dog and food. High quality too. As per everyone Everyone's I Instagram think it's account, isn't it? Pet yeah, food, maybe you know, a children, partner, yes, you know, significant other, all of those things. Instagram done, check. Yep, um, and no, just Twitter and Instagram. They're kind of my favorite. I don't, I have a Facebook, but I, it's not my passion. Mm. So just go to the Insta. Or well, the... you're not a married woman. No, you know, with kids, like I don't have three toddlers. Entirely racist. So ah, that's true. No, I'm not. That's I do let myself down there. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, Twitter's a good one. I try to, I'm going to try and do some more jokes on Twitter. Mm. It's hard. You just mm. take a photo of something funny that someone else has done. Yeah. Mm. Let it happen. I'll think about it. Thanks, Mulkey. Thank you. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Melinda Buttle is indeed human. <laughs>